Good morning. Good morning. What a beautiful day we have here in Central Florida. What a beautiful place to come and worship. We are truly blessed. Peter was willing to forgive. However, Peter wanted to put a limit on forgiveness. In other words, his forgiveness was conditional. Maybe at times we have been the same way. I will forgive another person if they apologize to me first. And if they don't, I'm not going to grant them any forgiveness. I'll forgive someone else if they do this or if they do that. But Jesus wanted Peter and the others to understand that true forgiveness opens our lives to unlimited realm of God's kingdom and has no limits. How often should I forgive, Peter asked. Surely, Peter thought, there was a limit on forgiveness. Not seven times, but 70 times seven, Jesus said. That's how often you should forgive. In other words, it should be unlimited. What Jesus meant by that is that we are not to keep track of how many times we forgive. And certainly as we get a little bit older, we all know that we have to forgive more and more because we see things that we simply don't like. And forgiveness has to be readily available or else it will eat us up. In other words, forgiveness is to be unlimited. Sixty years ago, this past Friday, in Birmingham, Alabama, on September 15, 1963, the Ku Klux Klan bombed a black downtown church, killing four black girls, and it shocked the conscience of a nation. It was supposed to be Youth Sunday on the day of the bombing. Everyone was excited about the church's youth and their upcoming program. Carolyn McKinstry was the Sunday School Secretary of the 16th Street Baptist Church where the bombing occurred. Klansmen had planted a bomb beneath a stairwell on the side of the church. McKinstry later learned that four of her classmates and some of her dearest friends were killed. 11-year-old Denise McNair, Cynthia Wesley, Carol Robinson, and Addie Collins, those three were only 14 years old. Lives cut short way too quickly because of hatred. Sarah Collins was 12 at the time, and she survived the 16th Street Baptist Church bombing. She was in the ladies' lounge freshening up with four of the other girls, including her sister, Addie Mae Collins. After the bomb went off, she called out her sister's name, Addie, Addie! But she got no answer. Later, she found out her sister, Addie, had been killed. Sarah was the only survivor among the girls in the lounge. For Sarah, a member of the church, 
a member of that church dug her out of the rubble. She was taken by ambulance to the hospital with shrapnel in her face, shrapnel in her eyes, and shrapnel in her body. To this day, her wounds remain both physical and emotional. She lost an eye from the bombing, and she wears a prosthetic. There's still glass embedded in her other eye. If you grew up in the segregated South like I did, you know that racial hatred can run deep. Racial hatred can cause much pain to people, even today. Certainly, I witnessed that when I was in Charleston. When Mother Emanuel, a gunman, went in there to the Bible class and killed nine people for no reason at all, except for racial hatred. Forgiveness and transformation in Christ and education are a constant journey. And as it says in our epistle for the day, why do you judge your brother and sister? Why do you treat them this way? And we're all reminded that one day, because of our actions here on earth, we're going to have to stand before God and give an account. In the story of the servant, he had a huge debt and was forgiven by the king when he cried for mercy. Have patience with me. Have patience with me, and I will pay you back all that I owe you. The king then forgave his debt, but that same servant was unwilling to forgive someone who owed him money. To the debtor, he showed no mercy and had him thrown in prison. Unfortunately, the chain of forgiveness had been broken Others cried foul and reported to the king what had taken place. When the king heard what had happened, he was angered and the servant was thrown in jail and he was tortured. Since the servant had been unwilling to forgive, the king withdrew his forgiveness that he had given. At that point, it was social chaos, just total chaos. No one had shown mercy in that situation. God expects God's disciples to forgive unconditionally because a spirit of forgiveness creates harmony and peace throughout society. A spirit of forgiveness creates a harmony also in families. A spirit of forgiveness creates harmony in neighborhoods. And yes, even in churches. As it says in our confession that we say shortly, we have not loved you with our whole heart, meaning our Lord. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will Walk in your ways to the glory of your name. On the one hand, we ask God to forgive us, but then on the other hand, we offer 
forgiveness to others, and it's to be a constant. So the question that Peter asks is also a question that we ask ourselves. How often should I forgive? Especially when the situation's tough, when people are angry, and I think I'm right, and I know that they're wrong. <laughs> How often should I forgive? The Lord told us, not seven times, but 70 times seven. In other words, our forgiveness is to be infinite forever and always. So my prayer for you as you continue through this week, maybe think about the sins of the past, the sins of the nation, where people have hurt each other in society. Be willing to forgive. Be willing to do something about it. Be willing to show the grace of God in your life always. Offer forgiveness at the drop of a hat. Don't offer animosity. Don't be belligerent. And as we talked about in our class this past Wednesday, don't grumble, but offer forgiveness and love in the name of our Lord. Amen.